0: What is that stuff? Mystique. Silly putty with a bang. See that up in the sky, Greg? Oh, what's that? It's the new and improved Dalton Air.
1: Wow, it's a really clean-looking plane, Jack. Complete with tree branch stuck in the landing gear. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Your plane looks so nice, Jack Dalton. I'm just-
0: Dalton Airway. <laughs> I could actually see Jack producing his own set of infomercials for dalton air to air on local access tv like info like long format or like both so like 30 second tv spots and like he could be like the 3 a.m 30 minute infomercial just talking about all the facets of dalton air and what he's done Ooh, i could absolutely see jack dalton doing that that would be really fun but not not put it out to like networks but like just like local access
1: yeah, like, you know, just over the air so only like 100 people might get it.
0: Yeah, like or like the substations, you know how like we have here, like we have like Channel 6 and then we have the substation under Channel 6 that's like Me TV. Right. This is like something like that. He only airs it on the substations. It doesn't go out on like the NBC's. That's it. Just like 30-second spots and like these 30-minute but he's produced like 30 of them right (laughs) just just like nothing it's never an old episode of the dalton air infomercial that'd be pretty cool (laughs) dalton
1: air infomercial
0: i Hmm. would love to see something like that uh but anyway welcome to mullets and memories i'm your host dave champa i am your other host greg Klein. this is mullets and memories episode 99 and we are not recording from the 99 restaurant we definitely are not we are still in my kitchen uh this is season 5 episode 16 Jenny's chance. Um this is a Dalton episode. It's I don't say he's the focal point, mm. but he is he is a presence and he is a phenomenal presence in this he episode. Is. Sadly, this is the last time we see Jack Dalton until the very last episode of MacGyver, not the series finale. But the bonus episode that they aired after the series finale, ah, so the, like
1: the last re, like rebooted episode,
0: right? So apparently, so the the series finale is entitled "The Stringer" mm. in of MacGyver. But uh, the, I guess MacGyver like surged in the ratings for the finale, so they're like, oh, well, we have this random episode that we shot. I don't know when. I don't know when they shot it. We have this random episode let's just put it back on the air and see what it does with the ratings. And they just threw this like, lo- they they dubbed it the lost episode. It was called like the mountain of youth. Yeah. They dubbed it the last episode. So when people watch it, they're like, wait, shit, the, the, the series ended. Why are we showing? What, what is this? This has nothing to do. So in, in reality, what it is, is this episode actually airs before the stringer. Uh-huh. If you want to watch it without like any, con- wow. without any continuity errors. So mountain of youth happens. And then you watch the stringer mountain of youth is his very last episode but we don't see him again until the end of season seven Interesting. so we get no dalton in season six and we don't only get him once at the end of season seven hurts me a little bit it does yeah,
1: even though in the beginning we really complained about how much we hated his guts i yeah i did not really hated him but he was just a very frustrating character
0: and i'm glad i'm glad that his character grew on me over the last this will, so this will be his 18th appearance mm. on the show I'm glad that he grew on me because I really didn't like his first appearance. I thought he was hammy and way too over the top. But oh, he settled. Sure. He settled into the part and this episode like it was funny because you could just see how comfortable he was doing this and I'm just like, "God, I miss." I actually I wrote at one point in the episode like, "God, I miss I miss Dalton." Like I, I miss these episodes cuz he's just he got so good mm-hmm. over the last uh, over the last couple episodes. You just said
1: we've seen him 18 times. So this it will be doesn't his, feel like This that. will be his 18th episode. So we have watched 99 of them.
0: Absolutely. We've watched 99 episodes. Next week will be episode 100.
1: You know what we should have been doing? We should be drinking like 99 blackberries right
0: now. Oh, or ninety-nine God. bananas. Me and vodka have a very storied past. <laughs> I can't, I can't do vodka. I had a terrible experience in college. Mm. You and I were living together, but you were gone, yes. and mm. I drank alone. <laughs> and I think I, ref- I think I talked about this in Champagne Climb. Blow your mind. I got really, really, really blitzed out by myself with like a bottle of raspberry vodka. Mm-hmm. I got so sick the next day, but I remember going. Waking up with no clothes on in my room. <laughs> you were gone. You had gone home for the weekend, and it was like a Saturday morning, and I woke up, and I was just like, oh, no clothes on in my bed. It was awful. I spent the rest of the day under the covers. I was miserable. That's awesome. And from that day, vodka does, does not agree with my stomach. I can't, <laughs> I can't touch vodka. So I'll drink, I'll drink Lagavulin mm. any day of the week. I will drink whiskey whenever you call upon me to taste the whiskey. Mm. and i will love every second of it oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, in fact i might have to crack it open after this after we're done it. with this episode and just sniff the cork mm. <laughs> um but anyway um jack dalton this is this is this is his almost pseudo swan song yeah uh until we get him back in season seven but uh, i was sad to see him go at the end of this because yeah. he was looked like he was having a blast this, this was his part. best um definitely his best so let's jump into it uh season five episode 16 jenny's chance so the music you heard at the beginning of the episode was actually like about two minutes into the episode so before that we get this scene um at the smoke creek farm oh yes and we meet a man named kyle larson and he's meeting with i I guess he's a a sort of a gangster like but more of like a bookie yeah i'd I'd say
1: he's more of a bookie but with like a lot more of a
0: gangster edge like there's yes he's bad yes and his name is his name is george henderson now apparently kyle has a history with george of fixing horse races for george mm-hmm. and at this point kyle is basically about to tell george like do i'm out mm-hmm. like i'm done i can't do this and he like he whips the riding crop across the stable and this other guy's name is underwood picks it up he's like hey what do you do with this it took me over a year to make this and initially i wrote like took him a year to Built a riding crop. I didn't realize what he was doing with it initially, but I was like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way he said it, he's like, "Oh, it took me a year to build this. Be careful with this." And he's like shaking the riding crop yeah. in Kyle's face, and George is like, "All right, you want to be done? Fine." So he grabs him by the scruff and he like throws him into a horse stable, mm-hmm. and he takes the riding crop and he points it at the horse and he just like he pushes a button at the end of the riding crop. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. Every horse in the stable just goes apeshit. Yeah. Like bucking their legs, like, like whinnying everywhere, and they're like mm-hmm. kicking their feet up and down. And Kyle is like freaking out. He's like cowering in a corner. Eventually, the horse gets close enough with his feet and he mm-hmm. freaking stomps him right across the face. Yep. Grills him in the head, knocks him dead, gone. Yep. Drills him in the head, knocks him dead. Dave, you have such a way with words. Did you like that? I did. Was that spontaneous? It It was. And I loved it because there wasn't a real, it was a quick cutaway, but you see the horse hoof just drill him right across the face. Yep. Knocks him out. He's completely dead. And I wrote here, I was like, I'm sorry, but Kyle absolutely could have avoided that. If only for five more seconds, because literally five seconds after they realize he's dead, we hear Jenny his daughter calling him from outside the stable right dad you in there so they easily he easily could have held out like he right. could have just like run to the other side of the stable run right. the, like keep avoiding the horse right. five more seconds and jenny would have basically stopped that from happening sure okay so they hear jenny and henderson and underwood basically take off and they run mm-hmm. yeah jenny comes in and, and we're actually this is interesting because jenny is played by none other than Linda Blair of the Exorcist fame it was obviously mm-hmm. 17 years later but right. I, I thought it was an interesting casting choice I know and I, w- I didn't recognize her at first and I saw her name in in the
1: the credits at the beginning of the show I'm like shit that's Linda Blair yeah because she I mean you look at her I'm like oh yeah of course that's Linda Blair yeah for sure
0: and, and she's a good I thought. I think she's a good actor like, yeah she was great and, she, and again this is one of those moments much like you know like B. Bialik who played Lisa a couple right. episodes ago like mm-hmm. these actors who have these strong resumes yeah Prior to being on MacGyver, you can tell mm-hmm. that they just they, they, they lend this. I, I'm going to use a word that I love. They they lend a they lend an air of gravitas. Oh God, Ugh. to the episode and it just elevates <laughs> it above
1: where it should be. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to say I when when um she showed up uh, as as uh, jess Je- 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 jenny jenny. I wanted to say Jesse. Um, and she sees her father. Uh, she throws up pea soup all over the place. <laughs> Yes, all over her does. dead father and the she's horse. She's like,
0: "Dad, Dad, your mother sucks cock in hell." gonna have to lower that one down on the audio. <laughs> 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 so, so they hear they hear Jenny coming. Jenny runs in and she's like, "No one's there." And she sees her dad in the corner of the stable and she just flips out. Her dad's got like blood running down his forehead. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's dead. We kind of like we, we, we dissolve from that scene to what we heard with the music at the beginning, which was um, a plane landing at an airstrip. And on the side of the plane, it says Dalton Air. And it's like this beautifully souped up plane. It's, like it's a, a nice plane. It's a
1: beautiful plane. It's like, like a double decker. So compared to some of the crap that Jack has been flying in the past, this is a pretty decent looking plane. And you see a close up and there's like a tree branch stuck in one of the, in some of the landing gear. Right. And the door opens in the back of the plane and MacGyver's like, you know what? This is the last time I've ever taken you, le- letting you take me on one of these wild goose chases. And I'm like, okay, it looks like Jack grabbed MacGyver to go do yeah. some bullshit
0: trip. swindle them into another money-making scheme. Exactly. Um, what it, were they, what, what were they in Mexico for? Pottery. <laughs> That's it. They're like, the, we went to Mexico to find pottery. <laughs> I guess it might have been older Potter. I don't know, but
1: basically MacGyver threw it all out of the plane to save weight, right? Because they uh, they were like getting too low, and and Jack's like, "Come on, it was just an updraft. We weren't or a downdraft. We weren't anywhere near the trees." And that's when MacGyver's outside and he yanks this giant branch out of the landing gear and throws it at Jack. He's like, "Come on!"
0: I love it because he doesn't say anything initially, and he looks at it and just like gives MacGy he gives Jack the wide eyes. He's like. (laughs) You, we didn't hit anything? Like, that was the look <laughs> on his face. Right. And he, yeah, and I love it. He's like, you threw my life savings out over the Sierra Madre. He's I like, know. It's <laughs> in a million pieces all over the top of the mountain. I love that. And I, okay, so. I could have made a fortune on that pottery. Of course you could have, Jack. Of course you oh, could have. And he said, yuppies go crazy for that stuff. That's true, actually. <laughs> yuppies love pottery. <laughs> so we cut to Jack, and he's like looking over his mail. So he owns this airstrip.
1: Well, I think it's just, or, uh, or does he own the hangar? Th- I think he's—this is the way I see it. I see Jack is leasing a hangar at an airfield. Because it's like a P.O. box,
0: too, because he's going through his mail. Right. So he's, he has, he's leasing a hangar at an airfield, and he has <laughs> a plane. T- it's like he's got a phone in the middle of the hangar. Right. And so he's checking his voicemail—or his voicemail. He's checking his messages on the answering machine. He's going through his mail, and Max's like, pissily throwing his luggage, and he's, like, slamming doors in the back and— <laughs> One of the messages is from a guy, I don't remember his name, but he's like, you owe me this, this, this money, and you got this, and Jack like shuts it off. He's like, yeah, no, I'm all set. Yeah, and he's like, you hear that,
1: MacGyver? You just <laughs> threw out all the money I owe him, and he threw out a million dollars worth of pottery. Not, well, not a million dollars worth of pottery, but right. pottery in a million pieces.
0: Yeah, there we go. And so the next message is from, he's like, He's like, Jack, Jack, it's Jenny Larson, and Jack's like, Jenny Larson? Mm. He's like, Jack, listen, I, I have to talk to you. I've been trying to get in touch with MacGyver, too. Um my dad's dead and immediately like macgyver walks in and jack's like kyle larson's dead and and she and jenny's like i I really don't think this was an accident i need you guys to get here like soon Mm -hmm. and i love this because like i love that no matter how pissed jack and macgyver are at each other Mm -hmm. they put it all aside to help out a friend right because as soon as the message ends macgyver just doesn't even think he's like let's go Let's do it. And I wrote, God, I'm going to miss Jack.
1: I know. this. He's just getting better and better and he better. He just
0: got better and better as the series went on. I was just so upset that this was the last we see of him. So now you mind you. She, they drive up
1: to uh, the, the farm. The What is it? Smoked Salmon Hills. Smoke
0: Creek Farm. Smoked Salmon Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke Creek Farm.
1: Smoked Salmon Hills Farm. <laughs> they, they They grow smoked salmon. Fields and fields of smoked salmon trees. <laughs> So. Anyway, so they drive up there, um, and according to what uh, Jenny had said on the phone, um, it's, I've been trying to reach you for a couple of days. Right. So her father's been dead for like two or three days, I'm guessing. We imagine. It could even be upwards of a week. Right. Ma- okay. Yeah. All right. So she's riding her horse, like yeah. obviously dealing with the grief. Right. But it's just kind of strange because it, like that's, that's all that we know is that her father's dead. The police came by, said it was an accident. Right. And that's it. We don't hear anything about funerals or family or anything. It's just it's done. Her father's dead. is done. That's it. Absolutely. As, as it happens in MacGyverland.
0: Yep. Absolutely. We do get another reference to the funeral, um, but it has nothing to do with like MacGyver or anyone going there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to the farm, and Jenny's like, uh, "Yeah." So the weirdest thing happened. She's like, "Not only did all the horses go ape shit, basically, mm-hmm. for for no for no apparent reason." She's like, "I did find something." While I was kind of cleaning up the stables. And, she- and, and I'm just going to say, I, I was like, how did she know
1: they went ape shit?" And it kind of ties into her in the beginning. She said she heard the horses like making a lot of noise from the house. Right. That's why she came in and started calling her dad's name at the beginning of the episode. Right. Exactly. And, and she pointed around the stables. You could see they kicked holes in the walls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, "How did she know? Because she heard
0: them." Okay, yeah, totally makes sense. All right, that's fine, perfect. So she's like, "But I did find something on the ground," and she hands the MacGyver this tiny little transmitter. Uh, uh, and she and Max like, "Huh, well, that's interesting. I wonder what that's doing there on the floor." And it's, he, he, I think he even says it's like a micro transmitter, or he said, like, "Yeah, some some little looks like some kind of audio device." Yeah, and he's like, "That's weird that it would be there." And so uh, Jenny kind of explains to them as they're walking the stable. He's like, "Listen, like my dad was in debt to this man name is George Henderson." George was forcing him to fix these races. Um, Apparently, George Henderson bought the farm, bought out the farm's mortgage from the bank, Mm -hmm. and held it over Kyle's head, basically, so that he would continue to fix the races. If not, he was going to foreclose the bank Mm -hmm. or foreclose the farm, right? Uh, And so, like Henderson, at one point they said, she says that Henderson, um, short like a day or so after her dad died, Henderson showed up because he was trying to buy the horse Jenny's Chance, right? And Jenny was like, no. I'll all set like you can't have the horse, like mm-hmm. that horse has very sentimental meaning to me. And then apparently at the dad's funeral, Henderson shows up again with the foreclosure papers. Which is crazy. What which a is dick? Fucked. And Jack's like, Wow, he sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah. It was pretty bad. And <laughs> yeah, so-
1: it's awful. Show it at your father show up at her her father's funeral and rub it in her face. Like, right. you better get give me the damn horse. Right. And you see this? Like, this is not going anywhere. Like I will and well, basically, she said he's going to foreclose on the, on this all of this tomorrow.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. And and it's 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 really ups- it's sad, you know, to see that that he really is kind of a just a schmuck bag. <laughs> a, a schmuck bag. Yeah. Not a, a scumbag. He's a, he's a straight up schmuck bag. <laughs> what oh, a schmuck bag. Yeah. You're, you're a big bag of schmuck. You know that. <laughs> and so as so as you said, Greg, like they had noticed, or Jenny had noticed, like that every stable. Had been damaged. Mm-hmm. Holes were kicked from the horses, but the only stable that was not damaged was was Jenny's chance. Mm-hmm. This horse, and so Jenny's like Jenny says, "Oh, well, it's probably because like Jenny's deaf and has been since mm-hmm. since like she was like two years old." Jenny's chance is deaf. Jenny, oh, so yeah, Jenny's chance, the horse, mm-hmm. is deaf. Yeah, and so obviously, what whatever happened wasn't enough, didn't spook Jenny, mm-hmm. and so MacGyver when he he real, when you said he realizes like it's like some sort of an audio transmitter, he hooks this microtransmitter to the stable's intercom system. He opens he opens the panel up just to get power.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know how he figured out, oh, I'll use the, I'll use the intercom system in the stable to get power out of it to run this little microchip thing that we right. found in, in the stable as she was mucking the stall, so it was probably covered in piss and shit. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, yeah, he hooks it to the intercom system, and, like, he puts the transmitter up to the speaker and turns... And turns it on Gives it power And turns it on All the horses go apeshit again Except for Jenny's chance Yeah and he's like Hmm Hum And they're like they, and they. This is the point Like they kind of assume That Henderson is responsible mm-hmm. But they're like Yeah we still kind of need proof We can't prove this And this is where they realize Yeah like that
1: Someone who has this and, and it's small enough That a jockey could carry it Right And throw off another horse Or they could spook all the horses in the stable And stress them out Right but And so
0: she's like And that's probably why Henderson went and tried to buy jenny's chance Mm -hmm. jenny's chance is deaf Mm -hmm. won't hear this audio this is how they're gonna fix these races because if they're racing jenny's chance the jockey on jenny's chance sets off the transmitter scares the other horses shitless jenny goes to the front Mm -hmm. no no worse for the wear right you know um so they're gonna need some proof that henderson a henderson killed kyle and yeah. B, that Henderson is maybe in charge or heading up some sort of a race fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cut to Henderson and he, he walks in and he's checking, on, he's checking on Underwood. And Underwood is, 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 is uh, making a new transmitter for the one that he lost. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's basically kind of like shits on Underwood for moving too slow. And he's like, you better have it ready by the race the next day. And I love this. What were you going to say? I want to talk about how he talks. I, thank you. you. You do this because I wrote this note too. Go ahead. What, what does oh, he no, say? He's just
1: like, he sounds I wrote a note. He, I wrote George is such a gangster, but he he's such a like a he's such I don't how do I explain? It? He's just like so hey alright, okay. Now we gotta <coughs> we gotta get all the money because we're laundering the money. <coughs> I can't even do it. It's killing some cough. And like he he explains everything so much. Yeah he's like his own narrator, but he's so like so much of a caricature of like, uh, Mr. Demis, I, I I I rig horse races and I launder money and I rig horse
0: races. <laughs> so I thought you were actually going to talk about Underwood's cadence. Oh no, you because do, you do in him. this scene, he's when 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 uh, Henderson is sitting down with Underwood. He's sitting down and he's like, What are you doing? T- and he's like, He's testing the frequencies and he can't get it up over 20, 20 decibels. Yeah. But the way he pronounces it is he's like, I'm just having such a hard time getting it over 20 decibels. Decibels. I was like, What are you w- really? That's a decibel. What is a decibel? A tenth of a bell.
1: <laughs> Seriously, dude, come
0: on. <laughs> so basically, yeah,
1: Henderson's. So, like, so then you do, you do Henderson, and I'll do George. All right, go ahead. Well, you, you, you gotta get it done
0: faster, oh, sir. I can't do that. I've, I can't quite get it above twenty decibels. Come on, you gotta
1: get it done faster so that I can go launder my money.
0: I, oh man, if we, if we haven't lost the rest of our listeners here, <laughs> then you guys are in it for the long They've haul. They've had plenty of times to, That's true. Uh, to disappear. That's true. So. He basically tells Underwood, he's like, you better have this race ready by the next day, or this transmitter ready by the race the next day. So we cut back to MacGyver, and he and Jack are talking to Pete. And Pete did a little background check on Henderson. Of course he did. Of course he did. (laughs) So... Pete finds out that Henderson has been laundering money for a man named Lucky Charlie, oh, Lucky who is a Charlie. Cuban drug lord. Which is funny, because if they know this stuff, why don't they do something about it? Right, exactly. And so we meet Colin. Colin is an FBI agent, and he he actually is there, and he's like, listen, I, I actually tried to run a sting operation once on Lucky Charlie using about a huh, million and a half in marked FBI bills, mm-hmm. um, but Charlie escaped with the money. <laughs> it's like, wow, what a terrible sting operation! Yep, that you sure did. didn't work. And, and
1: Jack's like, "Gee, I sure." Well, this is before that he knew that uh, that he did it. So Jack's like, "Gee, I sure would hope." To, hate to be the guy that was in charge of that investigation. Yeah, uh, Collins like, "Yeah, well, it was me." <laughs> like, so I, I, right off the bat, I wrote, I wrote, uh, I wrote the FBI agent is bad because I didn't believe. I th- that he would be like a legit FBI agent because so many times in MacGyverland you get introduced to somebody who you've never met before who has a bunch of information right. who seems to be on MacGyver's side and turns out to be a stooge right exactly or you know so I just right off the bat was like. Colin is is not a good guy. He's nope. he can't be. This is the way the MO worked for these characters. Yeah, exactly. Uh I was proven wrong. Uh, yeah, excuse definitely. Excuse me. God so, that voice did not help me at all. Uh
0: conveniently, Lucky Charlie and George Henderson have never met face to face. Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. That my friend is a TV
0: show. Lucky Charlie and George? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky Charlie and Henderson. <laughs> but it's it's just it's 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 hair. it's Lucky Charlie and Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> yeah so conveniently they've never met face to face lucky
1: charlie's harry henderson
0: (laughs) oh Oh, dear that's awesome so (laughs) macgyver and jack come up with a plan to basically scam henderson out of the money Mm -hmm. the million and a half and they're gonna get him to confess to kyle's murder piece of cake easy easy done so here's where we get some of my favorite character acting (laughs) So we cut back from commercial, and Pete and Colin mm. are um, going over to george henderson's place wherever he wherever he is they're going to meet him and Pete gets out and he's wearing like a, a bowler hat and he's, he's he claims to be a man he's pers- he's impersonating a man named harry Boyle, and Harry is a horse he, he's he's into horses he wants to buy a horse yeah um And the whole time they kept saying Harry Boyle, Hmm. I kept thinking about Harry (laughs) Boyles. Like Harry, like Uh, like, Harry Boyle's got a (laughs) Harry Boyle. So (laughs) Pete's got a sweet Southern accent. He does. Harry Boyle. He does it really well. And he cuts in and out of it really beautifully. And it's Mm -hmm. just so well done. So from this point forward, I'm going to refer to Harry. I'm Mm going to refer to him as Harry Boyle. Yeah. So Harry offers george henderson two hundred thousand dollars to buy jenny's chance and george is like no i'm sorry i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that and and pete's like i'm gonna give you a day to reconsider (laughs) and i'm gonna go ahead and i'll be at this bar named derby's grill the the derby grill i'll go ahead and be there for Mm -hmm. you okay so you go ahead you reconsider that and i'll see you at the i'll see you at the bar i'll see you at the bar and so MacGyver, Jack, and Jenny are like a little ways off, and they're watching, they're watching through binoculars, and they see, uh, they see uh, Harry Boyle mm-hmm. and Colin get in the car and drive away. And they also see Henderson, and <laughs> Henderson has now sent Underwood to tail Harry and Colin. All these names. <laughs> I know. All these names. So they follow Underwood to the bar, and we find out that the bar actually turns out to be the main FBI cover operation, which is crazy. Oh yeah, because they have this whole thing staged. They've got bartenders like ready to go. They've got everything set up and ready for the entrance of Henderson Underwood. Anybody who's so maybe... that's the thing. Like who are th- who did they set all that up for?
1: I don't know. Like was that already in place for a sting operation? Like let's say they were going after. After, oh, geez, what's his name? George, anyway? Or Lucky Charlie? Was Lucky this from Ch- Lucky Charlie? I don't know because they're definitely not going to set up this
0: entire sting just for, sorry, Jenny, just for your father. Right, exactly. So it had to have been in place prior to this moment. It's just, it was very elaborate. And we'll get into more elaborate once we get to the basement of the bar. Oh, yes. Yes, we will. (laughs) So Underwood, after having tailed these two men into the bar, he goes in and he kind of like walks a little further out. And he kind of sits at a table with a menu, I'd say about 10, 15 feet away. But Mm -hmm. enough so that he can hear the conversations that's happening. And he's watching this conversation between Pete, uh, Jenny, and MacGyver. But MacGyver is not MacGyver. Mm. MacGyver is pretending to be a computer nerd named Dexter Fillmore, <laughs> and I wrote, "Oh shit, the ponytail is back." So he
1: pulled his mullet back into a, a ponytail. He's wearing like a red jacket, and he has glasses, and he he kind of walks funny. He walks a little stooped. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, come on, let's go, in, let's go in here, guys. I want to go. Let's go get something to eat. Right. I gotta meet. I gotta meet Harry
0: Boyle." Yeah and so so he walks in and he sits down and so Pete as Harry tells Dexter <laughs> Pete all right Harry Dexter and did
1: did Jenny's playing herself Jenny is just playing Jenny
0: yeah <laughs> so <clears throat> Pete tells Dexter to He's like, you better get this microtransmitter working. He's like, you better do it. And he said,
1: it's not possible. He, 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 there's, he can't get enough power in a package that small. It needs to be the size of a
0: shoebox to get that much power. I don't think it's possible. And he's talking just loud enough so that Underwood can hear what they're saying so mm-hmm. that he can relay this information back to George. <laughs> and so Jenny speaks up finally and reminds Harry was like, listen, you need my horse to make this plan work. So you don't don't please don't forget about that. And this is one of these episodes, too, where timing has to be perfect, and timing is perfect at literally every turn. Every single step of, of this and episode. And it's great.
1: was great. Because I, 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 I don't like it when a, pl- a plan is going one direction and it totally gets thrown off and you you
0: lose your right. own momentum as a viewer. Right, exactly. This was great. Exactly. So so Underwood uh, gets on the horn and he calls Henderson and he's like, listen, he's like, this bar is like a bookie joint. He's like, something's going on here. This is not a regular bar. Mm. And he's like, I think Jenny... Jenny must have heard the plan from her dad before he died because I think she's going to try to sell Jenny's chance out from from under us. Right,
1: because she's got some guy here trying to work on an audio thing, like kind of what we're doing, um, but he can't make it happen. But you need to get down here. We've got to figure
0: this out. Right, right, exactly. And so Henderson heads over to the bar um, to kind of like check out what's going on. But as he's getting ready to go, um, is it a Mercedes? I think it's a Mercedes. Mm. A Mercedes-Benz pulls up. And out steps a man with a mustache and slicked back hair with a very thick um, Cuban accent, claiming to be Lucky Charlie. Mm. But it's not Lucky Charlie. No, it's Jack Dalton pretending to be Lucky Charlie. Oh man! And I wrote, Jack, you are a national treasure. He is so good. He it walks is up a stereotypical Cuban accent. Yes. Oh, so <clears throat> so not.
1: I hesitate to say over the top, but very embellished. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Like very good. His hair's slicked back. He's got this very gangster like attitude and he's very good about it. Yeah. He's great. He's
0: fantastic. (laughs) Like Like I started to believe it was the the shirt halfway unbuttoned with Mm -hmm. the gold necklace in Mm -hmm. the middle of his chest. Oh yeah. And he's like he's like, Hey man, what are you doing? What are you doing here, man? Like he's really (laughs) right like that. Sort of. Sort of like that. Uh, I'm not, I don't do. I'm, I don't do Cuban accents. I'm not Greg. gonna.
1: I'm not gonna do it because it's just gonna come off wrong, probably.
0: <laughs> so, so lucky, lucky Dalton, lucky Jack, lucky, lucky, lucky Charlie, Charlie Jack, lucky Charlie, lucky Jack, lucky chat, Chaz-, Chaz. So, <laughs> so Jack explains to Henderson that he's on the run. From the FBI, yeah, there he's he's trying to get away from him, and he's like, he needs, he's like, I need this million and a half. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need this laundered by tomorrow so I can get away. And, the, and, and
1: George is like, I already did the half million, and it,
0: I, I can do your other million, but it's going to take me six weeks. Yeah, he's like, nope, I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna have to find somebody else who can. What? I, I guess you can't. I guess you're not gonna be able to help me the way I want you to. <sighs> so I'm gonna have to go to someone else, and that's exactly what Henderson does He's like, oh, fuck. Okay, fine. I'll do fine. it. I'll get you the million tomorrow and he's like yeah fine great and he like peels out and jack just like peels out in the car right and we cut to the bar and and dexter (laughs) dexter dexter's leaving and he's like doing his like you know nerdy like he's like (laughs) like sniffling and doing this and henderson and underwood again this is one of those perfect timings Mm -hmm. dexter walks out henderson and underwood are there they hold him at gunpoint in front of his car Uh they put him in a they put him in another car and they drive him off to the stables. Right, which is all part of the plan. Which MacGyver, is all part of the plan. MacGyver,
1: as Dexter, walks into a plan and gets taken away. Right. So it's,
0: it's great. It's fun to watch this. It's great. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's just all working out so well, and I, and I love it. So we cut back from commercial, and Underwood finds the microtransmitter plans and mm-hmm. he should on, on, on
1: Dexter on Dexter because they, they roughed him up a bit they've got they they handcuffed him and yeah so Dexter has these plans like these schematics I can't, I can't make heads or tails out of them right he's like wait those are mine
0: yeah Ugh. and Underwood shows MacGyver his own the unit <laughs> the new the new microtransmitter mm-hmm. ...that he had created. How did you get it so small? It is possible. Wow. He's so good. He's so mm. good. <laughs> yeah, because and they're trying to get
1: information out of him. Like, what are you doing? How are you... What is your role? He's like, I'm not telling you anything.
0: And so he's like, all right, fine. So Henderson, like, grabs him and he throws him into a horse stable. And I think the microtransmitter, is it attached to the crop at this it's, point? It's
1: in the... It, so I imagine they have more than one. It's in the handle of the riding crop.
0: Okay. And so he... Puts him in the stable shuts the door and he sets off the transmitter in the riding crop mm-hmm. and the horses go berserk and, and and Dexter MacGyver he's just like he doesn't it takes him a little while but eventually he kind of like caves yeah. to tell them what's going on he's like Fine,
1: all right all right all right he's like legit in danger like MacGyver as Dexter is really in danger. Um, exactly. So he plays off as long as he can. He's like, all right, fine, I'll tell you. But it's also funny because he was in there as long as uh what's his name was in the beginning. Kyle. And yeah, Kyle got stomped in the head, but Dexter seems to be okay.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. So he get he they pull him out and he eventually like he he reveals to them, he's like, Listen, I'm a computer expert, okay? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I I couldn't make the device to Harry's specifications. But mm-hmm. he did set up his computers to run this bookie operation and they're like all right fine well where's the bookie operation going mm. on where is it happening and MacGyver or dexter MacGyver's like it's in the basement of the derby grill and they're mm-hmm. like well fine you're going to take us there right now and you're going to show us what's going on mm-hmm. but did you hear the way he said computers yeah what do you, i computers i love the way i He's, love when he does those pronunciations so he takes him over to the derby grill And Henderson Mm -hmm. and Underwood, they take them in there, and they take them to the bar, and they go downstairs into the betting room, the gambling room. There's horse races on the TV, and the FBI is, like, running tapes of old races, and Jack is there negotiating with Pete to launder the million and a half. Uh And I wrote, holy shit, this is an (laughs) elaborate setup. I
1: know. Oh, my God. It all comes back to it. Like, I wrote, how much did the Phoenix Foundation pay to build this out? Seriously. They have screens. They have video cameras. They have all kinds of stuff. And, like... (laughs) <laughs> Just
0: to get the killer of Jenny's father? This I don't. Is, is there more? There's got to be more going on here, but I don't know if it's ever explained if there's more because this is all based on timing. So, like, this was all timed out because Jack is supposed to be there talking to Pete. So, Jack, as Lucky Charlie, is supposed to be talking to Pete as Harry Boyle because. Mm-hmm. He's because Henderson is supposed to overhear this conversation that's happening. Yeah. So so Lucky Charlie is talking to Pete and Pete claims that he can launder Lucky Charlie's money Mm -hmm. on time. And Henderson overhears it and he's like, "How are you going to launder this money on time? How are you going to do this when I like da da da?" da. And yeah. so, so Dexter MacGyver like pulls him into the office with these like big computer monitors are in there, mm-hmm. and he and he shows him this computer set. Look, I made this computer system, and it, it pulls in all the data from all the all the tra- tracks all over the country, he over says that, a thousand places. So somebody questions him, and he's like, "How much memory you got on that system?" He says, "It's there's a gigabyte of memory." Yeah, a gigabyte. Oh yeah. He's like, "What's your processor speed?" He's like, "It does over one million million."
1: computations per second
0: yeah and he's like so what so how is so Henderson again is like how is this supposed to get this money laundered on time and so MacGyver Dexter MacGyver like okay so what's going to happen is this system bets the money literally a nanosecond before the betting closes to avoid changing the odds mm-hmm. and therefore the money that can then be dispersed to anywhere it needs to be mm-hmm. and no one's any worse for the wear right and Henderson's just like huh, huh. It does sound like it could legitimately work, and he's like, and so MacGyver's like, so when that happens, we collect the money from the losers, we pay off the winners, and then we launder the money. Yeah, basically, and so mm-hmm. Pete uh, <clears throat> or Harry, <laughs> God, there's so many names. So Harry,
1: because everybody in this episode is playing somebody else,
0: except for Jenny for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Jenny's just playing herself. So, so, so Pete offers Jack a payoff on the one and a half million, and says, "I'll give you six to one." Mm-hmm. On the million and a half, he's like, "That's nine million dollars on this payoff." If mm-hmm. you if you accept that, and and Henderson's like, "Well, you guys are going to need Jenny's chance to win this race, and you're going to need my micro transmitter mm-hmm. to guarantee that that money's going to come in." And well, so, where are you going to find a jockey that's willing to do that? And what does he say? He's like, "Oh, I'll find
1: one by tomorrow." Yeah,
0: and so Pete's like, "So what you're saying to me is that we're going to partner on mm-hmm. this."
1: yeah because the only jockey that's out there that will work with Pete is Jenny, right, and actually, now that I think about it, the reason why Jenny is playing herself is because um um uh what's his name uh jo- George doesn't know who
0: anybody else is, but he right. knows who Jenny is, so right. she has to play herself exactly, and so Pete agrees to bring henderson in on the on on the bet, and he's going to offer him a fifty fifty split, so four and a half million dollars a piece once. The winnings are over mm-hmm. and he george very easily and readily agrees and says done let's, let's do this okay and so later that night colin comes in with some pretty shitty news and he's like so here's the deal mm-hmm. so you remember how jack is portraying lucky charlie and they're like yeah so uh do you remember how the the real lucky charlie was sort of out and he's kind of still on the lam mm-hmm. yeah and they flip on the news and they're like so the real lucky charlie was unfortunately injured in a car accident and then ran yeah. from the police,
1: but was able to escape. Yeah, and and they, he's like, "I'm sorry, we—it's all on the news." So it places him sort of in a different location. Right, but like, and we couldn't—we couldn't cover it up fast enough. Exactly. Yeah, I was, was
0: going to say like the FBI was like, "They're like, yeah, we couldn't put a seal on the news before it got out," mm-hmm. and so now Henderson knows that Lucky Charlie is injured. Right, and so. Uh, I thought they did a really nice job casting a lookalike for Jack. Like they actually looked fairly similar if you look at it quick enough when they did yeah. the, the, the 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 photo freeze. Uh-huh. The photo freeze. When the they when they paused freeze. the news story on Lucky Charlie's face. Yeah, actually didn't do a terrible job. It looked w- pretty w- good w- with a lookalike. And so of course you knew what was going to happen next. So Jack, as Lucky Charlie, shows up at Henderson's place mm-hmm. with his arm in a sling mm-hmm. uh, from a fake bullet wound and you know he explains that he was able to get away from it but not before they put a bullet in him Mm -hmm. and henderson's like he flips the money open and he shows that there's there's years he goes the million and a half Mm -hmm. um but at the same time the real lucky charlie comes out from the stable yes
1: and i had a note about the real lucky charlie what you got i wrote this guy's name should be antonio justin timberlake banderas oh yes
0: I thought of an Antonio
1: Banderas, look, like he looked so much with the, oh yeah. He looked like Antonio Banderas as Jacques Lacat Grande from Love Guru. <laughs> yes. So that's, oh they smashed God. them together. He had like the, the the trucker's mustache. Yep. Yeah, so he looked like Justin Timberlake and Antonio Banderas
0: smashed together. As oh Jacques God, oh, <laughs> so so these guys are like jack we, we, you need to tell us if you're working with pete and and, and jack as lucky charlie's like who is this man like what, what who is this kid this is not the real lucky charlie and jack is and so they pull a gun and jack drops the accent and he's like all right fine 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 fine. okay yeah. okay fine okay you got me you got me just just no stabbing or or, or shooting no, yeah, nothing nothing that, nothing that hurts <laughs> nothing that hurts and he explains to them he's like listen I'm just trying to scam Pete or Harry. He's like yeah. I'm just trying to scam Harry here, okay? Like mm-hmm. and so they're getting ready to kill him and Jack was like, "Listen, if you kill me, Harry is expecting me, mm-hmm. not the real Lucky Charlie. Mm-hmm. So you guys need to take me along with you. Like this is this is this plan needs to happen, but if I'm not here and this guy shows up, mm-hmm. Harry's going to know that something's going on."
1: Right. So Jack's like, "I have to maintain this character because Like if we switch out now, something's going to go wrong. And he kept emphasizing, I'm just working by myself. I'm playing all the sides against each other, but I'm just working. There's no one else. It's just me. Right,
0: right. Exactly. And so, you know, Henderson takes him with him, you know, and they head over to the bar and at the bar, we see like MacGyver is like, is situated like, you know, he's, he's in the monitor room. He's with the Mm -hmm. computers getting ready to like, getting ready to send that money over at that last nanosecond. Uh, Henderson and uh, the real lucky Charlie arrive with Jack and the money. And they tell Harry that uh, this guy, Jack, he's like, he's a con man. He's like mm-hmm. he's trying to scam you at the same time he's trying to scam us, and he's gonna he's trying to get this money for himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need to go lock him up. And I love this because Pete slaps Jack across the face backhand. And I thought about this. I'm like, God, that must have felt so good to Pete for all the shit that Jack has put him through. I know. And Jack, for the real, like almost as Jack Dalton's like, Hey, that really hurt <laughs> seriously. And so he like he's so so Pete as Harry tells Jack. He tells the guys. He's like, you just put him over there. I will deal with him later. But for right now, we need. To deal with what's going on with the race mm-hmm. so he figures that they're working he figures that they're working with jack mm-hmm. um but lucky charlie the real lucky charlie insists to pete like you got to go ahead with the deal just just go ahead through with it so he gives pete the money and macgyver and colin actually i don't know if macgyver and colin count it i think he hands it no, he, he
1: hands it to like, where they keep all the poker chips, the betting, or the, you know the, where they keep all the money, and the guy starts counting it there. Starts counting it. But MacGyver had already mentioned prior that he had rigged the money counter with an
0: infrared
1: scanner yeah. to scan in all of the serial numbers and, so they could see where the money came from.
0: And it is confirmed, I think, a little bit later, that the, it's obviously it's the marked money. It's uh. the money that, that was stolen however long ago from Colin. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so the race starts on the, on the TV screen. And Lucky Charlie's like looking at it. and He's like, "Huh?" He's like, "What this race? What is? Where was it? This race looks really familiar." He's like, "What is? What he's is? Like, where is this?"
1: You said, "This is in Florida." And he's like, "Yeah." And uh, uh, Pete's character is like, "Yeah, it's Florida. It's happening right now. We're getting it on a live satellite feed." Yeah, "Isn't, isn't like, it fascinating that we can do this?" He's like, "Oh, that's really interesting because I have box seats at this racetrack
0: and I watched this race a week ago." <laughs> yeah. And so he kind of like shoves Pete into a table. Yeah. And the door in front of this bar that he shoves him into opens, and a VCR slides out. Right. And Lucky Charlie like goes around the corner and he's like, "What is this?" And he st- and he pauses it, and the TV screen pauses, and realizes mm. that he's they're just using an old tape. Uh-huh. So Lucky Charlie like pulls the VCR out from the shelf and like throws it through a window like behind <laughs> a bar or something like that. Right. It's a it's a it's a two way mirror. Yeah. And who's on the other side? Shattering the mirror and Jenny's just like standing there like Sugar! I didn't I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't me. Um and so Lucky Charlie, he's like, This whole thing is a setup. He's like, This is it. Henderson, you're in on this. Everyone's in on this, and they're trying to bring me down. And Jack, I love this because Jack is here now and he's mm-hmm. kinda like standing there and then he lunges at Henderson. Because Henderson's pulled a gun out. Henderson at this point, you're right, has pulled a gun out and is threatening everyone that he can. Mm-hmm. Jack lunges for Henderson, who now and and Henderson pulls the trigger, shoots, and takes Jack to the ground, Mm -hmm. effectively killing him. Right. Knocking him to the ground. Um Jenny runs over and he's like, You killed him. You killed Jack. I can't believe you did that, just like you killed my father. Mm -hmm. And this is the point where George admits Killing Kyle. He's like, well, of course I killed her father. Yeah, and
1: this is also because like the the real the real lucky what's his name Lucky Handers, Lucky lucky, lucky Charlie Lucky Charlie is like, what the hell? are like you killing people. You were supposed to just take care of my money, and now you're making this a disaster for me. Right? What the heck? You're killing people now. Right? And he's like, I had to, I had to kill her, kill
0: her father because he's the one that would could you know blow up our whole operation. Right? He was going to go to the cops and do that, and then immediately, as if nothing happened, Pete drops the accent and goes, "Okay, I guess we got what we want." <laughs> <laughs> and Henderson's like, and scene. What? And <laughs> yeah. Henderson like drops his jaw like, wait. What wait, What are you what? talking about? What are you talking about? And like Jack uh, Jack gets up and mm-hmm. he's still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if there's any blood on him at this point. No, he just nothing. Goes, he just went down really fast. Jack gets up and he's alive and he's like, wait, what? What the fuck? What is happening right now? Who? Wait, what? And then yeah. Lucky Charlie's standing behind him and then Lucky Charlie drops his accent. Mm-hmm. And he reaches over. What does Lucky Charlie say? Do you remember what he says before? he? I have no idea. I can't remember what he says. I, I was blown away. But he, so Lucky Charlie drops the accent, and I'm like, I'm watching it. I watched it earlier. You watched it like two hours before we're recording this episode. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that voice sounds. That yeah. sounds really familiar and he reaches down to the scruff of his neck and he starts pulling at like this latex mm-hmm. and he's pulling and he's pulling and he's pulling and he pulls it he pulls the face off and fucking MacGyver <laughs> is under this latex mask of Lucky Charlie <laughs> and I was just absolutely floored I didn't see it coming mm-hmm. I, it was it was absolutely blown away. It was away. the
1: biggest twist I've had in this episode. And then the guy, and then you think because we thought this whole time MacGyver's in the computer room scanning numbers, right? but then the guy over there, he turns around and it's some dude with a Dexter Fillmore outfit on. He's got
0: like the, got like the mullet wig with the ponytail and the glasses and it's just like, it's just an FBI agent yeah. who just had his back turned the entire time. Playing the proverbial Dexter Fillmore. It was unbelievable. This reveal was just like, oh my God, are you fucking serious? Yeah, it was this like this Scooby-Doo crazy. I was like, holy what? crap. And so of course I'm thinking like, how, what did I, I wrote in my notes here. I said, first of all, how did they make a mask of Lucky Charlie that quickly? Right, but regardless, like first time in the series, I can remember being thrown completely for a loop. Yeah, I had no idea this was coming. I didn't it was expect it, unfrickin' believable. And so Pete reveals; he tells them he's like, "Listen, we actually what happened was we arrested Lucky Charlie about an hour after that news story, and we were actually mm-hmm. able to do that. So the news story that you're watching was an actual news story, mm-hmm. but it was only put on to make George believe." That Lucky Charlie was out. So the so the what? Luck- no, the- I think the real news story happened. They captured
1: him an hour later and clamped it down before that news story. The,
0: oh, play. that's right. So the story that they played of him escaping was the cover story, right? So no, he
1: he he got in a car accident and escaped in a gunfight. Right, that really happened for right. real. And then they captured him an hour later but got to the news. Oh, okay. I got you. So they didn't say that he got captured. They just knew he was out and about. So
0: I love this because the whole scene with Lucky Charlie at the stable with George and Jack, Uh it's MacGyver. The whole time. So that's that's the great part. MacGyver goes there first.
1: Yes. Introduces him as the real Lucky Charlie. Yes. And then Jack shows up as the fake Lucky Charlie even though they're both the fake Lucky Charlie. It was unbelievable. It was and so there was no danger for Jack to go out there. Right.
0: Because MacGyver was already there. Right. It was exactly. Great. Exactly. And so they basically, so that's when Pete says this whole thing about they, they arrested Lucky Charlie. They sent in MacGyver um, in the disguise. And they, they were like, I still think we have what we need. And George is like, what do you mean you got what you need? You, you're not, you got nothing on me. And Pete's like, oh, no, no, no. I beg to differ. And he goes, Steve. Steve's the guy who dressed up like Dexter. And he's like, Steve, go ahead and play the tape back and he replays the tape mm-hmm. of George literally confessing to killing Kyle right and he's like you got nothing on me and, and before they play the tape MacGyver's like oh yeah how about extortion money laundering mm-hmm. and he just starts listing off all these things and they play the tape and they arrest him and, and we close out with, with this and I love it because he's trying so desperately George is to like find something to grasp onto so he starts the scene off by calling for his lawyer I know my rights I want
1: my lawyer <laughs> Well, great job, everybody.
0: Congratulations. Thank you, you so much. As my good friend Lucky Charlie would say, no eye problema. Oh, everybody. Your father's dead remember your dad died less than a week ago yeah he's still dead yeah (laughs) jeez i love it so so you got to hear there you heard that was jack's lucky charlie and then the no eye problema that was macgyver doing his lucky charlie voice and i love it because when pete's like congratulating everyone you see macgyver walk over and he's like doing the fist pumps like yeah we did it yes great it was was just awesome yes and that so that's the end of the episode this was This was a fantastic episode. It was one of the best. I loved every bit of it. I I I stopped shy of a full five. Um, I'm not sure why. I just I couldn't quite give it a full five. But I I just I didn't see the twist coming. I thought it was a whole the whole episode was so well done, and it was a nice. I don't want to say a send off for Dalton because we get him one more time. Mm -hmm. But it was a nice final episode because we we're not going to see him for a long time. Yeah, and that makes me sad. So. I gave Dexter Film one <laughs> mullet. I gave Southern Pete one mullet. Mm. I gave Jack one mullet. Mm. I gave a whole mul. I gave a mullet for the whole sting operation. <laughs> yeah, and I gave a half a mullet for Pete slapping Jack. Oh, okay. so I gave it a four and a half, which is still, I mean, that's that's top tier for me right there. Like I
1: pretty much, I I initially wrote down a five, and I I, I want to give it the five. There are, were some weird issues in there but yeah definitely almost the same mullet for mullet like one mullet for for pete and uh being uh being harry
0: boyle (laughs) um uh, you know what this episode was this was harry boyle's big score
1: (laughs) (laughs) harry boyle's big score
0: sure was (laughs)
1: So, one for Dexter Fillmore. So, that's two. Um, I I definitely will give another mullet for Jack Dalton being, why did I want to say smiley? For being Lucky Johnson. (laughs) Is that his name? Lucky Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Lucky Charlie. For Lucky Charlie Johnson. Um, And then a mullet for MacGyver being the other Lucky Charlie. Oh, my
0: God. It was just, Um, I'm still floored by that. And the
1: other thing is the the scale. Well, another mullet for Linda Blair being in it because she was great. Yeah. Um, the one thing that could detract from it is how, I mean, the amount of money the Phoenix Foundation spent seriously just to get this guy doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't completely add up. No. Like, why they were doing this. Um, there's that weirdness. So, uh, But I still want to give it five. I thought okay. it was... Really good because that reveal at the end completely took me by surprise. I
0: watched your face the whole time that was happening because I had just seen it and
1: you were just, oh, it was amazing. It was great. So I'm going to give it a five because that was, I I can never relive that again. No. And that was totally worth it.
0: You could rewatch it, but you're going to know what happens. You might be able to, it'd be fun to rewatch for like. Um, to like look for things you might have missed the first time yeah but you definitely are not going to get that element of surprise back so i'm so glad i was there (laughs) for that that reveal Uh um so yeah so definitely i would put this up in the top probably top three of the season so far Mm -hmm. definitely one of the one of the better ones of the season um greg yes next episode is episode 100 (sighs) That's crazy! I can't believe it. Hundred episodes of MacGyver. What a was this time well spent? Uh, yes, absolutely. All ninety nine of these episodes were so well spent. Um, <laughs> the next episode is episode one hundred. It's season five, episode seventeen. Deep cover. A female scientist who designed a sonar detection system for the Phoenix Foundation gets involved with the owner of a submarine company who plans to sell her system to a drug smuggling cartel.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. (laughs) I think you should read that again
0: because I don't even know what it meant. All right, here we go. Season 5, episode 17, Deep Cover. The 100th episode of the series. A female scientist who designed a sonar detection system for the Phoenix Foundation gets involved with the owner of a submarine company who plans to sell her system to a drug smuggling cartel. Okay. I don't write these. These came off the back of the DVDs, Mm -hmm. so I don't know who writes these, Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that actually plays out. What I like about this is it doesn't seem like a very special episode for the 100th. (laughs) Like, this feels like this should have been, like, episode 101 Mm. or episode 99. I feel like Serenity. Yeah. Yeah. Where it has no place in the continuity of MacGyver. Yeah. Serenity should have been placed at episode 100. I think that would have been a fun 100th episode celebration. Right. You know? They
1: probably didn't do anything. They didn't. No, I I doubt that they did. Well, meaning like, did they even celebrate the 100th
0: episode? Probably not. I mean, maybe they did like on set. Right. But I doubt that they did it. I don't think there's anything special about this episode. But we'll find out when we watch it. So Sounds good. Uh, we'll be back at you with episode 17. So that's going to do it for us this week. Um, if you like what you heard and you want to continue to hear this or you have any questions about the series, feel free to ask us and let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BlowYourMind14. You can find us on Instagram at Klein. As of this recording, Greg and I are at now 295. We oh. are five shy of 300. So uh, if you guys are listening to this and you have yet to follow us on Instagram do yourself a favor and follow us. We have a lot of fun over there. Uh, you can find me on... Find us on Facebook at Champ and Klein Blow Your Mind where I promise I will try to be way more updated than I have been. <laughs> uh, you can email us at letusblowyourmind at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on our website at champocline.com, where not only can you find... All 99 episodes of Mullets and Memories, but you can also find our backlog episodes of Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind, mm-hmm. as well as our 24-hour podcast, The 1440, so mm-hmm. be sure and check those out. Uh, you can also do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. That's a great way to let us uh, be seen by uh, other uh, listeners. It mm-hmm. would be really a great thing for you guys to do. I'd really appreciate it if you did that. It um, be awesome. We'll, uh, we'll definitely give you a shout-out on the show. Um, so, for Mullets and Memories, episode 99. I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a great week guys. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Small-